What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your host, Diana Gladney. And this podcast is dedicated to you, you busy entrepreneur, you helping you simplify and create better videos for your business and just really create a deeper connection with your audience using video. So if that's something up your alley, let's jump right into today's message. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your hostess with the mostess, Diana Gladney. This is episode number 28, and we're going to be diving into my secret sauce for helping you to get more views on YouTube and what I'd use to get more views on my YouTube videos. And so if you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Super pumped and excited that you are here. But let's go ahead and jump into the content. So like if you think, for example at your channel, look at what you're doing. When somebody comes over to your channel, are they excited and feels like, ah, I finally found what I've been looking for kind of a thing, or are they not? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, are are they confused? If you can't really answer that, the thing is like probably you're in the shoes of the person that is the creator, the expert, you know, the person that knows, literally knows it all, you know, all the things about your niche, your market and things like that. You're the, you're the expert. But when it comes to trying to find this content that people are going to really desire so that you know, if it's like you're hitting on what you should be or not, you need to step out of those shoes. You need to put yourself in the place of the person on the keyboard. The exact same thing that I tell my uh, video marketing coaching clients is that as the expert, you got to step out of expert shoes and step into person that's searching on the keyboard shoes. If you're not doing that, chances are you're going to create things not using the language that they want and you're going to miss the boat. So if you think about like for food, for example, fast food, even like everybody's targeting somebody. So, you know, stuff is for healthier, you know, healthier focused individual. When you go to Qdoba, you look at the specificity, the level of intent that they take or something, or even like Chipotle level of intent that they take to say it has no hormones, no this, no that, Um, you know, freshly grilled chicken of blah, 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 fresh, never frozen. Like, you know, you'll start to see those kinds of things they know that who they're trying to target is caring about those things or they have it really large, larger than probably what's required for the food industry about the the details and the calories and how much is this and this is a protein-packed meal and here's a carb-free meal and whatever else, you know, because they know that that person that they're trying to reach cares about that. So they're, they're addressing that before you've ever placed your order, so to speak, even in a drive through kind of a thing. But you look at a place like Jack in a Box, which if you're in, in the United States is a well-known fast food chain, uh, kind of puts you in the mindset like a McDonald's or Burger King kind of a thing, but they're not really because they literally screw that whole premise up. <laughs> like They will have tacos. They will have freaking Asian bowls of teriyaki chicken with rice. They will have Oh my gosh, cheeseburgers, fries, onion rings, curly fries, cheesecake. It's just like, who the hell are you trying to feed? You know, like seriously. 
You have all of these things that are weird. And it's just like none of them really are that great because you're using the same grease and the same grill. It doesn't taste like, you know, it just is weird. And so, like, they just want to, like, if anybody's kind of screwing, not even kind of, everybody's kind of screwing up. I don't even know the who for, I couldn't even guess who the who is for like a jack in a box because they just have too much stuff like let's just serve everything and then like we can say we're the everything store just like no if you're trying to reach everybody you end up reaching nobody jack in a box is trying to disprove that by saying no we can still reach some people (laughs) and it's like this it's hard to look at because it's just like golly you know it's just like okay y'all baffle me you baffle me so outside of jack in a box being the outliner in this example Everybody else in the food industry, like they're attacking and targeting a certain kind of a person. So when I say I'm helping you to reach wider and connect deeper with people that need you the most in my headline or in my uh, information, I'm helping you simplify the video creation process so that you can reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. I'll say that just about on every video. And the reason why is because as I'm teaching you video tech things, it's so you can get over the hassle of learning to use your camera, learning to use those things uh, for your equipment so you can get set up and move past that. Yes, there may be other things to learn, but let's move past that. And then you have the video marketing side of things, uh, stuff like we'll dig into the in the podcast today, which this is an audio only podcast. There's not, not going to be a video form for this, but it's like when those are published or different con- content around that, it's just like, OK, so that you know how to take those videos that you're making to help it connect deeper okay well if we we look at like i said this fast food example you have to know who you're trying to reach don't be a jack-in-the-box nobody knows what the hell they're doing i'm pretty sure that they don't because it's just disgusting and so you want to be more specific like a qdoba like a chipotle knowing that like you're creating an environment for your people so when they come to your channel they need to feel some level of comfort like, yeah, I'm vibing with this place like this is where I'm supposed to be kind of a thing. Um, if they don't get that feel, if it's like something's missing or you're neglecting to address something. So when I talk about my secret for getting uh, more YouTube views on your videos or more views on your videos, the first thing is that you, number one, and I keep saying this like a lot But here's, and I'm going to dig into a little bit more of why, but it's like you have to address their current pain points. If you don't, you're just addressing something that's not that important. It's just not important to them. Yeah, it could be a concern, but it's just not super important. That's like somebody saying, hey, um, did you know that uh, you're starting to I don't know, run out of something on your car or something starting to well, have a windshield washer fluid in your car. And it's like, okay, I'll get to it. But as long as the light maybe not be on or long ago, it's just like, fine. I, it's not at a point to where I need to address it yet. It's fine. But if they try to make it seem as severe as not having this fluid in your, uh, at completely full as it is to having, uh, you know, properly aired tires with good treading on it. If they try to compare the severity of the two, you're just kind of looking at them like, it's like, dude, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. I'll put some in there when I get a chance or whatever, you know? So it's just like if you're trying to make something relevant to them, good luck. Because you really can't make people care about things that they don't care about them 
when they don't care about them, which is why it's like our health situation in the United States pre-coronavirus has always been what it mostly has has been for the overall overwhelming majority of people being that you don't go and really get things addressed health-wise for various reasons obviously and it's more to it than just my simple explanation but it's just like you don't get things addressed ahead of time and keeping up more or less preventative maintenance kind of a deal is usually when something happens and when something is wrong that's when things, you know, it's just like, oh, well, let me go because I've been having this problem for three weeks now. I am guilty of this right now. I fell probably, oh my goodness, it was months ago. I'm pretty sure something is wrong because at certain twists and turns and whatever, a certain part of my knee still hurts. I have always had full range of motion, but since I fell, something was off. So it could be a chip bone. Like who freaking knows? Guess what I didn't do and still haven't done. Definitely won't do right now. <laughs> it's going to see what is this about. Unless I lost that full range mode or unless the swelling went to this or unless this now or whatever. Still go for walks, still do this now. Whatever I'm trying to ride my bike since uh, weather is kind of in a place where it's just like, ah, oh, okay, I should be all right to, you know, for me to go out and do what I want. It's just like, okay, well, let's see. But it's just like instead of being you know, proactive in this situation. I haven't. So it'll more or less, by the time I go, it'll be a reactive kind of a thing. Typically don't do that with other stuff, but it's like, again, like the United States for health, we're kind of ding-dong bells for whatever reason. Some of us, (laughs) not all of us, thankfully. But it's like when you think about this, if you're trying to make something a current pain point that's not a current pain point for them, they will brush it off. Same way I'm doing with my knee, you know, currently. So, Address their current pain point and the thing that they most want to discuss. How can you know what that is? Research. You, you, the expert, will know what those things are. Let's begin to research that. Why are they saying what they're saying? I will do a case study consistently on people, on on things, on channels, on whatevers, on videos. That's the very first thing that I did when I was getting started in a video when I started getting ready to create it. In 2016, by the time November 2016 came around, I was buying my first uh, DSLR camera, which which was the Canon T5i. Um, I decided that uh, I was going to take this video that I like, and I was like, man, I really like this video. And I was trying to see what about this video made me like it. Now, I have watched it as a viewer, somebody just looking for and searching for the information. When we got to the point, I literally would play playlists for this channel consistently and nonstop and just watching over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, well, what is the thing that's making me want to watch this over and over and over again? So then I'm like, okay, let me stop being in this consumer standpoint and start being in this creator shoes. Okay, so when I put on my creator shoes, I'm looking at researching. So like I said, the first secret is just the current pain point. The, the second secret would be researching the, that current pain point. So if I begin to research this, I'm like, okay, from a viewer, I, I dig this content. I'm learning a lot. It's helping me. I could take notes on it in YouTube videos, right? Okay, awesome. Now, I grab my notebook. I grab my journal. I watch what's happening watch it a couple times over what am I noticing when are titles coming up when is the music you know blah 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 and then I um 
played the video again, but I didn't watch it. I just listened to it. So once I noticed like, oh, it's little sound effect things in there or, you know, watching it, I didn't notice that there would be times where the music comes in and then the music stops for a period. And then when music would come in and then music would stop for a period, you know, it's just like, so it wasn't at random times that I found, I found that it was strategically being done when you think about it, and you put it on paper. So after I had watched the video and I went through all the visual things that made me like that video and just like, man, this is a, like, I really like this video. I think it's dope. It's just like a five, six, seven minute video. And then I um, played the video, but all I did was listen to it. So I ne- I never looked at any visual things. So alongside the notes that I took, I took notes on just the audio side of things. And I'm thinking through once I'm done with this, I'm like, okay, now let me look at this person's energy per se, because we think at first when you're just creating videos, okay, I'm just going to talk like, and, and feel like, and be like how, you know, like I am in person and blah, blah, blah. Not knowing you need to amp that up probably like 10 or 15% to come off with high energy or normal and not even high energy, just normal energy on camera. So used to be this joke, like we'd all hear probably on the movies and stuff like that. The camera adds 10 pounds would definitely zaps about 10 or 15% of whatever your energy is. So while that's acceptable, what you're doing in person, it's not acceptable for what you're doing on camera. You have to rev that up about 10 or 15, even 20%. And you'll feel animated in real life, but on video, you'll just come out normal. And so I always make sure for me, I have coffee. Like I'll drink coffee anyway, not to like wake up or, oh, don't talk to me until I have coffee. But because it's just like one, that's just like my preferred drink. It's what I enjoy drinking. But at the same time, I also um, like it gives me kind of like an energy boost. I'm excited and happy when I have coffee. Like, it's just like, I'm, I'm joyfully drinking coffee. So that's something that I have, or I'll listen to music, something to change my emotional state that makes me feel good. I have playlists, I have things that I'll listen to or watch or something that'll fun, like laugh before, like something to get me into a different emotional state. And I don't create videos when I don't feel good, like not, um, Um, like, oh, I'm depressed or no, it's just like when I literally, uh, am not like, I can't, I can't give that extra 10 or 15%. And I can, I can see, even if my audience can't really tell, which they probably can a little bit, but it's just like, I know I wasn't, you know, it's just like, ah, you know, it's just like the energy is down a little bit. Video still may perform well, but it's like, I'm judging like, ah, my energy, you know? So the thing is, is though, as you research, like I did this video, And I'm looking at all of these things and I'm like, okay, his energy comes off normal. But if we do what I'm seeing in person and like I would practice, like if I was going to say exactly what he said in the way that he said it on video, it's normal. I could watch it just fine. And it's just like, this is dope. It's pretty cool. And I watched the video beginning to end. Now I'm studying this video and I'm like, okay, if I was to say, and if I had to mimic what he's doing, how much is is that going to require of me? Because I'm introverted. I'm not, uh, you know, if I'm around friends or people that I'm close with, I'm like animated in myself more. And like I have to work to show and share that with other people that may not know me as well in situations where I don't have time 
to build a huge amount of rapport type thing um, so that they can get the same experience that my inner circle of friends would get so that I'm not succumbing to my introvertedness. So I'm like, if I had to perform in the way that he's doing on this video, you know, I have to jump up to like a 20% increase in how I usually talk on a day-to-day basis, just like in regular communication or whatever, and go to, you know, this day. I'm like, okay, so that means, okay, I feel, I feel better when I have coffee. I like when I've laughed about something or whatever, and it's just a good daggone day. You know what I'm saying? But then you also have to push through for days that aren't good. So it's not to say wait for the perfect day. There's no such thing. You have to make it a perfect day, which is like I said, you have to change your emotional state. I used to walk around and pump myself up and swing my arms around. Kind of like if you looked at it, it'd be crazy, but it's like a like you're getting ready. I'm getting ready. Like I'm moving my body around to get ready. And then I sit down and I hit record and I would start doing the videos. And then I was like, okay, what does it what What does it require of me in person to get my real and true personality and authentic self shown on camera so that that is like I want my audience to again to have that same experience, my inner circle of friends experience when I'm communicating with them. The same laugh, the same lightheartedness, the same, you know, I'm saying that. So you don't have to now work at it. It becomes something that you're doing. So. That was something that I learned in researching the pain points. So I haven't lost the plot here (laughs) is when you're researching these pain points, you can begin to figure out how you can better address that content by creating better videos around those pain points. And so when I went and did research, not only was I able to get the physical and the audio side of things together for my videos, but I also could learn how he's addressing this person I would watch and study, which secret exposed, <laughs> I would um, watch Sean Cannell because that's who I learned my video stuff from early on. But Sean knows this and it's like me and Sean um, have a relationship now, which is awesome. Uh, I would say like my brother from another mother. So, <laughs> um, but it's just like, it's just like, yeah, I remember watch getting off work and watching those videos. And it's just like, why do I like this? What is it about it? And so how as the consumer, I'm eating it up as designed, but as a creator, I'm like, how can I learn from this? So when I looked at and I audited how he created these videos and what he was doing that made me want to get to the end of the video and then watch the next video and then watch the next video to duplicate this. Like I said, I did for myself a case study into how can I address my audience's current pain point in a way that they get what I what I experience as a viewer, as the person consuming content so that they get to the end of the video, so that they get to watching the next one and things like that. Now, there is a process and a formula into going into that. I'm not going to dive into that in this episode. But again, the point is that you want to research the current pain points and then or you want to know the current pain point so that you can address it. Research that current pain point further. So when you look at stuff like that, you take any niche audience or whatever, if you don't have an audience built or developed, go into a comment section and look at the comments that they're making because the chances are a video that gives that same kind of experience like I had watching Sean's content early on, it's just like, okay, if I wanted to see 
how people are engaging and interacting, you find a good video that's hitting all these markers and doing what it's supposed to do. If I look into the comment section, I can easily see things that people that had this other same experience, this other good experience, what are they saying? What are they thinking? What was left out? You know, based on how he presented the information, addressing the current pain points to help lead you into the next video and the content. Now, when we look into the comment section, and you do this for any niche or audience that you're in, research and dig in deeper, what comments are is that, is that video getting? So find somebody's content that you like, watch it, research it, study it. You find a good video that you like, go into those comments. Start digging deeper. What are people saying? Potentially, why are they saying that? Look for thumbs ups, look for stuff that people are like, look deep into like the psychology of the person that's leaving the comment. I've talked previously on the podcast about the hierarchy of engagement, and I probably need to do a dedicated episode on that. But the thing is, is that somebody that's the goes from being a viewer to they hit the like button to they comment to them sharing the people that have now reached the point to where they are commenting, you really really, really want to start understanding how they got there. When you can start doing that and how the content that you're watching for the person in your niche or your field or area, like what is it about them that gave that person relief, gave them like what led them to this emotional, moved emotionally, even whether it's good or bad. What did they comment? If they say, man, you move too fast when you explain this. Or you said it too fast when you did this. That's a relevant comment. To, that's not a negative one. It's relevant. Maybe you did talk too fast. Maybe the creator did talk too fast. So if you have your own comments, you can look at yours. If you have, but either way, still look at, uh, you can find a, a video that's like, again, when you find a current pain point, search that on YouTube, pull that up and dig in to those comment sections. Why are people saying what they're saying? Start to analyze that. Third point in secret sauce here. Address it directly. You have a bow and an arrow. Let's say you can shoot. You have hand and eye coordination. (laughs) And you release this arrow now. When you release content, it should be after you have done research. This is one thing it's like I sometimes um, have to address with clients and things like that, especially if they have already been creating videos before. It's like you kind of have to deal with uh, potentially it's like breaking bad habits. And so that it gets to the point is just like, okay, so you're creating content, let's say in the Christian based field and things like that, or you're creating content in the tech based field. That's awesome. Did you just sit down and start talking about the microphone or did you actually start researching these things? Like I talked about in this episode, it's just like, Oh no, I just made the video. Okay, so you sat down and you just figured you would say some stuff about the microphone and then upload it and you're wondering why you're not showing up. It's just like, you probably shouldn't do that. And it's just like, well, I'm not getting no views or comments. Okay, I understand that, but you're not helping your audience though either. You're not creating for them, you create it for you. And anytime you do something that's just a, a, that's just, a just good enough effort, your audience will feel that they'll see that even if you don't have one, somebody that clicks on a video and you know for yourself, even for this to be true, you click on a video, it seems half-assed, you'll click off and you'll go to something that looks like somebody put more better effort into it. They actually had a level of care. 
So don't ever think that those don't come off and people won't know. And it's just like, oh, it'll still do all right or it should do. No, you want more views, put some effort into it. So if you're doing more tech-based content or whatever, like I'm describing with this client call, it's just like reviewing the microphone, for example. It's just like if you just sit down and you're talking about whatever it is that you want to talk about, don't expect people to care. They don't. It's the hardest thing I ever have to tell a client. Assume that they don't care. Assume that they 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 are not interested in watching just because you created it, recorded a video. It means nothing to them. Until you make it, until you're making content to serve them, that is meaningful to them, that is doing something for them, that's solving a problem in some kind of a way, they do not care, nor do they have a right. They don't owe you anything. Like you don't have a right to their views. So the way that I continuously get views on videos, like I said early on, know if that content is supposed to reach wider or connect deeper. You can create accordingly, but that just lets you know this one may not get as many views if it's going deeper, for example, but it's something that's really rich to the people that are there. And then you have other content that's designed to reach wider, really needs to be a highly, really well researched topic and things like that. Like you're putting, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's as best as you can. You need to be reaching for the secret sauce. You need to have looked into into their current pain point to not just list various current pain points, but the, like or various pain points, but the actual current one that they actually care about. Furthermore, you need to reach deeper into this like psychology, so to speak, the thought process. Just you can just journal it out a little bit. Current current or common questions that you get. Every company has a frequently asked questions and they know where you're coming from. Even if it's a um, home decor type of a company and you look at the website and they're like, here's why most people are uh, concerned about linoleum versus wood floors. And here's why we recommend X. We know that you want, anytime that you hear that, they have not, they not only know your current pain point, They have researched it. We know that you have a family, a growing family, and you want to make sure that your floors are easy to maintain. This is why we recommend product X. And that's why they'll sell every single time because they're leading with that viewers or their ideal audience or viewers pain point. They've researched that pain point further so that they know like they like they want you to know that we get you. We get you. And the third thing is address it directly. Don't beat around the bush. Get to the point. Address it directly. Address it head on. Like I said, that if that commercial example is like, we know that you want, like, they're, they're not saying, like, we've been around for 53 years. And any company that starts out, they commercial like that is a lame uh, kind of, of, of outreach put it that way. It's not going to happen. I I mean, how many times have you skipped watching TV or whatever? We've been around since 19 and such and such, such and such lame. Or you can lead with, we know you want such and such, such and such. Or are you tired of blah, blah, blah. That's why informations pretty much have the same formula. If you've been trying to such and such, such and such pain, and you can't do X, Y, and Z, 
and such and such, such and such pain keeps getting worse. We have the, the solution for you. That's how that works. They address that pain point directly. They don't want, they're paying for time, like in a very expensive way. So they're paying for you, to paying to get in front of you in your, in your attention so they don't have time for fluff. And the same is true for your videos. You really don't have time for fluff. Address it head on and get to the point and address it directly in the videos. Videos don't need to be long to be effective. So like I said, my secret for getting views, I constantly keep going to my audience's pain point. There are sometimes things I may want to talk about. And at that point, I will specifically title that a vlog. It's some kind of creative piece at some point that I want to make. And it's just like, I want to make this kind of a thing. There are other times, which is most of the time on the channel, about 95 to 98% of the time, I'm creating content that is addressing a current pain point. So again, my secret for getting YouTube videos is number one, I'm constantly staying focused on my audiences, my ideal clients, current pain point amongst all the other things that may be bothering them about X, Y, and Z. And videos will get reordered of how or what is to be released if that pain point changes. So your relevancy always stays where it should be in there, in the heart, in the, in the, in the mind of the, the viewer. Secondly, I'm going to research further that current pain point. I'm going to take some time to think on it. I'm going to take some notes on it. I may do a quick case study on it and see what, what can I learn. I may research somebody in an industry that I follow or on a channel or in a business that's doing something really well, addressing a pain point really well. And it's just like, okay, what the same thing. I'll do several case studies um, over the course of the year. And keep reverting back to those consistently. Number three, I'll address when I, if it's time for me to create uh, my content, I'll address it head on. I have a video that'll be coming out and it'll start off because it's going to be going through the menu system for uh, the Canon M50 specifically. And it's just like, I know you bought this camera. You just put out the box. You've been watching YouTube videos, even mine. You still can't figure it out. I know you don't know what you're doing. And it's not to be demeaning or anything like that, obviously, but it's just like, I know this is frustrating the hell out of you because I've done these things and I have no doubt that that video will do well. And I know, have no doubt that that video will serve my audience that's there really well. So it's like, that's my secret sauce as it were to once you're done doing the work of your videos, it's just like, uh, or even thinking about what videos you want to create or your ideal list or whatever. This will consistently help you to make sure that people are viewing. You know why? Because it becomes a very easy thing. Obviously, you still got tags, titles, and thumbnails and, and you know, uh, wording things in your description to make sure it's for the person watching. That's a whole nother uh, topic. But the thing is, is though, the core essence of what somebody watching, they will always keep watching keep clicking keep coming back because they realize that you get them the more you can create content that lets your audience know you get them the more you'll win so that's what i'm gonna leave it for today's um 
video simplified podcast. If you enjoy what you heard, make sure you leave a rating or review in your favorite podcast player, if that's iTunes or Google Podcasts or whatever the case is. Either way, I'd appreciate appreciate it greatly. But as I'd love to end most of my episodes with, which is a quote by the great Jim Rohn, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. And my goodness, if that's never been more true than it is today. So with that, my friends, live with passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the content that you heard. And if you did, make sure you leave a rating or review in your favorite podcast player. And I do read and check all of those. So it'd be greatly appreciated. But more than that, leave a message. Go to anger.fm forward slash Diana Gladney and let me know your thoughts. If you want it published, we can do that. If not, I'll listen to it and just hold it close and near and dear to my heart. But otherwise, guys, make sure you subscribe to Entree Woman TV if you want more video tips and things like such as. But otherwise, guys, I will see you on the next episode on the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care and as always, live with passion.